Aloha, I'm Sol, your host and author of Pay Me What I'm Worth. The holiday season is packed with many unhealthy, unpleasant traditions that can spoil our sense of well-being on many levels. For example, overeating, overdoing, overspending. Boy, those are some common actions during the holidays, eh? What else happens for you during the holidays? Do you all of a sudden find yourself feeling overwhelmed? Maybe you feel more alone than ever before because most of your social circles get caught up in the holiday cyclone. Are the holidays less than a happy time for you? If so, it's time to add more happiness by joining us in this series. You see, we're going to connect weekly starting the last week of November through the second week of February. Every week we have not only a lecture, but a live class. Each class provides time to laugh, build some friends, vent some frustrations, and to offer support to other people in class. I invite you to join us to navigate the holiday season with a lot more confidence. The friends you make in this series, I can tell you, you'll come to cherish them well past the end of this series. Time for the lecture part of our class time together. After previewing this lecture, to register for the series, click the links at the bottom of the page. Follow the registration instructions to join us for our weekly, live, lively conference call classroom. For less than the cost of a movie ticket and popcorn, <laughs> get ready for some wonderful laughs, some ahas, and some new friends, all from the comfort of your phone. I look forward to meeting you and to being of service. And now, time for class. As New Year's Eve winds around into our consciousness, it's often a time where it's easy to get wrapped up in the flurry of preparing for a gathering or thinking about the parties, thinking about the New Year. How much time have you spent recently reflecting on what has happened? How much time have you spent exploring the concept of respect? So today, let's gear up for the new year with grace and style. And to do that, we're going to look at three items. First, we'll look at lack versus abundance. We're going to focus on what does that look like? How does life change when we shift from focusing on lack and we point our sights on abundance? Next, we'll discuss the difference between healthy and unhealthy reflections and resolutions. The difference between healthy and unhealthy reflections and resolutions. And finally, we're going to dive into making smarter goals. Smarter goals. This is something we talk about in Chapter 5 of Pay Me What I'm Worth, How Worth Grows, How to Make Smarter Goals. All right. First and foremost, as you ponder about what has happened to you, immediately, do you focus on what has not happened or do you focus on what has happened? It's an important distinction. When you sit down and you quiet your mind, you turn off everything, 
There's nothing to distract you. You're not multitasking. You're just pondering life. Maybe you have a hot cup of something in your hand or a cool something in your hand, depending on where you live in the world. The first things that come to mind, are they things that you're grateful for, that you're happy about, that you feel blessed to have in your life? Or when you sit and ponder, do you think, God, this hasn't happened and that hasn't happened and I'm, I miss this and I don't have that? Are, are those the first things that come up when you reflect upon life in general? Which type of a focus is present in your daily awareness? For many years in my life, before I started actively diving deeper into my spiritual awakening process, for the good first 20 years of my life, I think I was a cup half empty kind of person. I focused on what was missing, what I wanted, what I needed more of, what I, I set goals to get. I was constantly having a checklist of what did I need, what did I want, and actively going after it. And spent very little time savoring my accomplishments. It's like I'd plant my garden, I'd work really hard in my garden, the garden would grow great results, I'd I'd take some of the produce out of the garden and I'd enjoy it. Maybe I'd freeze the rest. But I kept adding more and more and more, thinking that I'm somehow one day not going to have it. And one of the more blessings that I savor in life is I began to realize I do actually have more than I'll ever need in my lifetime. And I got to that space by focusing on the fact that there is an abundance around me all the time. I see life now as the cup not half full, but overflowing. And the easiest way I get into that space is I take a deep breath. I take a really deep breath and I'm conscious of taking that deep breath. And as I take that deep breath, I'm conscious of the the fact that our dear beloved planet is producing an abundance of oxygen that I can tap into every second of every day freely. What a blessing that is. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's a snowflake at coming down a mile above the tip of the iceberg. So lack versus abundance. Where is your focus right now? When you begin to think of what has happened, which is a common healthy thing to do as the new year approaches, are you more focused on what hasn't happened or what has drained you or caused you to feel drained? Or are you focused on those things that energize you? bring life into focus. Which leads us into our second bullet point, healthy versus unhealthy reflections and resolutions. As you've heard multiple times on our journey of our rescue series, I've invited you to stay into that mode of exploring. Just explore, 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 explore. Be an explorer. Be curious, like a child. If you ever watch a young child play, they're, they're explorers. A very young child who has yet to click into that analyzing mode. 
They're explorers. Animals are often explorers. Our four-leggeds in our home, our two-wingeds in our home, they are explorers. They'll poke around. And the nice thing about exploring done properly, and what I mean by properly, and I'll get into it in just a second, but if you've noticed, really good explorers, are they're, they're just simply curious. There is no destination in mind. There is no right or wrong, good or bad, in or out, up or down. There's just what's happening. And so the difference between healthy versus unhealthy reflections and resolutions is the difference between being an explorer and being an analyzer. Healthy reflections are swimming in gratitude. Healthy reflections take stock in what has been or is a blessing, a gift. Healthy reflections tap into exploring how can you share gratitude? How can I share gratitude even more? How can I show my gratitude as I reflect upon what I do? And as I think about how I can show gratitude, actually physically demonstrate gratitude for all that I do have, a natural byproduct is I will become more resolute in being grateful. Did you catch that? The more I focus, the more you focus on what to be grateful for. And I know, gentle listeners, I know what I'm sharing with you right now. I know you've heard this before. I know you have. I, I would be amazed that at some point in your life you have not heard someone somewhere share with you this notion that it's a wise thing to do to be grateful and to practice gratitude. I'm simply watering those seeds I'm simply asking you to wake up those memories of times where you've heard these same words before. Wake them up again so that you can use them again. For unhealthy reflections, unhealthy reflections are often where the analyzer, the judge, the critic, the perfectionist kick in. Unhealthy reflections are filled with thoughts of, I'm less than, or I'm not enough, or I need, I'm lacking, or I'm unhealthy. It's this judge and jury, all too ready and quick to deem me unworthy of happiness. To deem me less than worthy of having everything that I sense I need to live a happy, healthy life. So, number two healthy versus unhealthy reflections and resolutions. My suggestion to be always in that healthy state of reflection, tap into gratitude. If you've forgotten what gratitude is, start there. <laughs> what does gratitude mean to you? How can you be, how can you feel, not think? There's two different levels here, and that's something we cover in depth in Chapter 10 of my book, Pay Me What I'm Worth. There's a big difference between thinking about gratitude and feeling grateful. I feel grateful every time you listen to one of my classes because that means somewhere, somehow, my passion to be of service is blossoming once again. 
All right. Bullet point number three on today's rescue series is creating SMART goals. SMART goals. Now, again, what I'm about to share with you, I'm, I have a hunch you've heard before. I really do. But just on the off chance that this is new information for you, that's fine. S-M-A-R-T goals. Goals are great, but they can also be, oh boy, goals can be the perfect sabotage. And at this time of year where we're thinking of a new year, goals can can power us up and get us excited and, in, and envisioning things that we want to do. But it, it can also set unrealistic expectations. So that's why we want to create smart goals. Smart goals. Even smarter goals. So in Chapter 5 of Pay Me What I'm Worth, I document this in detail. You're welcome to download a copy of this book anytime. Get it on your ebook reader or get a hard copy anytime. Just come on out and visit paymewhatimworth.com. Here's what SMART goals are. First and foremost, be specific. Now, that may sound like, well, duh. No, 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 no. Here's a, here's a classic example of an unsmart goal. I want to lose weight. Well, that's, that's a nice, broad, generic goal. I want to lose weight. Great. That's fantastic. Now, a specific goal is, I want to retire five pounds of unhealthy weight in the next 30 days by drinking more water, getting more rest, and taking at least a one-hour walk every three days. That was specific. I stated how much weight I want to retire. I don't lose weight, ladies and gentlemen. In my Leave Your Fat Behind program, we look at retiring weight, letting it go forever. You'll lose it, you'll probably find it again. <laughs> so I was specific. I said how much weight I wanted to retire, how I was going to do it, and when it was going to be accomplished. Specific. That goal also was measurable. That's our next letter, S-M-M, measurable. Goals have to be measurable, and measurable in a realistic sense. Measurable in a compassionate, kind sense. It's easy to turn measuring of goals into a way to sabotage. If I'm constantly measuring by stepping on the scale every five hours on my goal of retiring weight and not seeing that scale budge, well, that measurement can be self-defeating. So a measurement that I use for retiring weight is how are my clothes feeling? How am I physically feeling? I'm using those as my guideposts. I use tape measures more than I use scales to measure a goal of retiring weight. Okay, next letter, S-M-A-A, accountable, accountable. All right, with a goal that you're setting for yourself, make it accountable. And the best way to make something accountable, make myself accountable, is to tell somebody, I need help with being accountable. Here's how I would like that to work out. I have a goal to retire five pounds within the next 30 days by drinking more water every day, by getting more adequate rest, and by walking at least an hour every three days. So as three days go by, I'm going to walk for an hour. Now, what I would like is, would you email me and ask me how that's working for me? Or would you call me? 
Or would you make sure that when I'm feeling tempted to skip my walk, I can call you up and maybe we can walk together? You see what I'm doing there is I'm creating an accountability and I'm inviting people to be part of my process. I'm inviting someone I trust and I care for who I have the assumption that they trust and care for me. I'm helping them help me be accountable in ways that are absent of doubt, guilt, shame, and worry. Doubt, guilt, shame, and worry. That's my expertise is ridding life of doubt, guilt, shame, and worry. And oftentimes, steps of becoming accountable can be laden with shame, doubt, guilt, or worry. If becoming accountable means using shame or guilt, you're adding a cancerous agent into your goal. Because in my book, shame, guilt, worry, doubt, those things eat away at energy energy you can use for something else. Which leads to our next letter in our S-M-A-R-T goals are realistic. Realistic. Oftentimes, I know I have created a trap for myself that I have created an unrealistic goal. And how I've done that is I've not allowed for enough time more often than not to pass. And I keep things Relevant, another R word, relevant. And that last one, timeline, that's also relevant as well. So smarter goals, be specific, make goals measurable, accountable, realistic, and look at the timeline. All right, as we gear up for another year, I will close with this invitation to respect yourself. Respect yourself. Looking into the mirror and seeing a smile back is a good indication you're respecting yourself. We'll start there. All right, that's it. Lecture time is done. Time to get into our conference call classroom. And in class, we're going to explore more the information that you just experienced in this lecture. If you haven't registered yet, just pick one of the two options provided at the bottom of the page. Once you're registered, get ready for some wonderful laughs, some soul-nourishing support, a few ahas, and definitely some new friends, all from the comfort of your phone. <laughs> Alrighty, as folks are dialing in and getting settled into our online class on live radio, I want to welcome everybody back, those who are simply listening in. Thank you for joining us, and as you share for the first time in your class space tonight, make sure you mention your name and if you'd like where you're calling from or some little factoid so that we can place your name to the voice. How about David H. Paul? David, you want to kick us off, and then you can toss the ball to the next. All right. I'd love to. Thanks, Saul. Again, I'm David H. Paul from St. Cloud, Minnesota. You can find me on Facebook. Always include the H. (laughs) (laughs) The first thing that really caught my attention was this notion of focusing on gratitude. And that's been a real practice of mine for the better part of about two years now really consistently, every day waking up with, what do I get to 
feel grateful for today. And then I naturally go out of my way and just find things like the post-it notes I wrote on tonight, the pen I wrote with, the water jug I used, my nail clipper in front of me. <laughs> I mean, I go out of my way just to find these things, cool notes that are up on my wall and, and pictures from my kids and just all kinds of things that I'm eternally grateful for. And also the relationships I'm grateful for. But here's what's interesting, how it used to be. <laughs> my saboteur, my judge, my inner analyzer used to do this instead. I would wake up every morning with, boy, I really should have. You know, I could have. Oh, boy, yeah. if I would have. And the kicker, but didn't. <laughs> what a could have, should What a could it's amazing how my life literally has transformed from making that one. It's simple, but it ain't easy. <laughs> it does require one key ingredient, and that's letting go. Uh-oh. Yeah. Especially letting go of the want to control. <laughs> letting go of that lack mentality, huh? Uh-oh. Yes. I want to toss it to Ms. Brigetta. Okay. Ms. Brigetta. I'm glad that he tossed the ball to me because a lot of his said resonates with me, except I haven't got to the point that he's at yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I started, I tried to think of a penalty I could do to myself for doing something that I wasn't supposed to do. I call a bad habit or a bad thought. I'm about to grow broke yeah. because I decided I was going to put $5 in a jar every time I thought of anything that was bad or I did some habit that I'm not supposed to. I'm supposed to try to be breaking. Or So what do I do now? That's can, my question. Can I play with you, Bridgetta? Yes. Uh-huh. What task that you can do, like a household chore, what task? Or what, what's something you know you need to do, but you can't stand doing it? Like, for example, like a clean bathroom, but do I like cleaning my bathroom? Not necessarily. But for you, is there a task that you know you can do, maybe dusting or organizing something? You know you got to do it, but you know, well, or not, no, I... Gracious, i got so many priorities listed. I don't know which one's the most important. <laughs> Let me think just a minute. <laughs> Well, I can fix my breakfast. I'm not saying exactly what I fix, but okay, the first thing that happens is I spill the milk, and then I get upset. So your penalty And I'm not supposed to get upset. Right. My penalty is to put $5 in the jar, but I told you I'm going broke. I guess one thing is because of my handicap, my muscles. The other thing is... Because I'm not watching what I'm doing. I'm not focused. I'm not. I don't know how to get all these things into whatever I need to do. Ah, we just I found it. I think I need to. We just found what you need to, but I'll suggest that you might play with. When you're looking for what we call a positive penalty, that's what you're talking about, right? A positive penalty. Yes, uh-huh. The second you spill your milk, you have to sit there and just take a deep breath. Just one. You can take as many deep breaths as you need 
to just get focused. Well, I got to do something. The milk's running all over the floor. I got to do something. Got to take a breath. <laughs> so the more you watch that milk run on the floor, you'll recognize the next time. Pay attention. Just to save time, would you ask everybody to give me some, they can write down some suggestions, email them to me or Facebook me or something. Oh, you're and in for it. tell me what they think. You're in for it now. I don't right. care. I told you. I can take, I can take constructive criticism. All right, team. You just got an open invitation to help Brigetta come up with positive penalties so that she doesn't go broke. I like it. I can change it to a dollar, but I would still go broke. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about big time. (laughs) I hear you. All right, we'll work on that. In the meantime, Brigella, do you want to toss it to Marsha, Rick, or Cheryl? Toss it to Rick. All right. I guess I'm digesting it, and what really struck home for me is, and that keeps striking home for me is, that I have the most wonderful, advanced, machinery ever produced in the history of the world and I don't know how to use it properly. I figured a while back if I'm not in control of my mind, I'm in control of nothing. (laughs) So I can control my hand, right? I can lift it up and down and it sits there when I'm not using it, but my mind, I am learning to let it sit there when I'm not using it. That's what really strikes as was an issue for me is that I had all these thoughts and all these external things running through my mind and I wasn't taking control of my physicality, nor was I taking control of my mind. So basically I was out of my mind, like most individuals are. So as I take more control of my mind and become more aware, I'm feeling more comfortable in myself. And then all the other things in my life just sort of unfold naturally. If you look at nature, a blade of grass isn't really trying that hard to get to its full potential. But humans are, or me, uh, I'm fighting it. Mm -hmm. I don't need to fight I will get to my full potential. It's a natural law of nature as long as I learn to be myself. That's what comes out for me. So you're shifting from a lack awareness to an abundance awareness. Is that an accurate reflection? Yeah. Without expanding consciousness, what would there be? Because that's what I've always strived for is just to explore what I don't know, which is much more vast. And what I do know, yeah. obviously, because I don't know. <laughs> Go figure. Go figure. Uh, yeah. I also, the longer that I've been hanging around, I realize all the things that I'm carrying with me, too. Uh-oh. That are memories, mental memories, all these different memories that I don't really need. They're not helping me that much. So I'm learning to, to let those go, just like David said. I love it. Little clearinghouse going on. Woohoo! All right. I'll give it to Cheryl. Okay. Sitting next to me. Sounds good. Aloha. This Aloha. is Cheryl from Hawaii. I guess the biggest thing that popped out and slapped me around a little bit is how much I used to live in lack and mm. everything. Like David's was a certain thing. Mine was what if. Oh. Rick would always, there are no what ifs. 
But I was always what ifing. Since learning more about gratitude, I have been able to live more in abundance and let go of those what ifs. It doesn't matter anymore. It's a total difference. So I guess that would be the biggest thing. Um, focusing on gratitude just brings everything in life to so much clearer and colorful and the abundance just flows so much better. Mm-hmm. I hear that. Well, mahalo for yeah. that. Thank you. Which I believe now the tennis ball is in Marcia's side of the court. <laughs> Hi, I am Marcia Sortino from Boston, Massachusetts. What I really resonated with is I reflected back to the idea of that half cup, looking at it from a half cup aspect. It's funny because in the past couple of years since I started Pay Me What I'm Worth and have been on this journey, I realized that what I'm feeling inside is so much better because I feel happy. I feel that center of peace that David always talks about, no matter what's going on around me. I imagine that's because I'm feeling so much more grateful. The way I looked at my life before, when I think about the material world that I gave up, today I'm so happy that I hardly have any material world. In all honesty, I'm so much more happier thinking along the lines of becoming that minimalist where I don't own things and I'm just free. That's just, to me, that's weird because that was never me before. Uh-uh. <laughs> so you're getting in touch with that power that is buried in the saying that we have heard many, many times. Less is what? Less is more, yeah, yeah. It's paradoxical, but at the same time, I hear what you're saying is, how many times have we looked at wanting an abundance of nothing? <laughs> <laughs> an abundance of nothing and that bringing joy. Now, there is a concept. We talk about smarter goals. As I went through those smarter goals, those steps, those are some pretty common words. We've heard them before. Like I say, I would be quite surprised if anything that you heard about smarter goals is new information. Was there anything new to you when I was walking through S-M-A-R-T goals? No, I'll, I've heard all those I'll goals say, before. Uh, uh, right, okay, so Rigetta, you are yes. smarter in the way you are doing things. I hear that in your voice. Does anybody else from Team Seekers, a group that went through the entire Pay Me What I'm Worth journey, 12 months together, and they continue to learn and grow, would you concur, other members, Team Seekers, that Brigetta is actually working smarter, not harder? I concur. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) One of the biggest shifts I've seen Brigetta go through is one of complete dependence, on others to, by God, you better be doing right by me or I'm cutting you off of the knees. 
I mean, that is such a huge shift. Yeah. Having come from a background of being a caregiver for folks that have been long-term, lifelong disabilities, one of the things I've seen so much in and amongst that community is folks really embracing their dependence on other people, on medications, on doctors, on the system, on their... And it's understandable, right? But to see Bridgetta stand up and say, hey, you know what? You're going to be my caregiver. By God, you're going to do it my way or it's the freaking highway. <laughs> That's amazing. But they got the knife, right? <laughs> <laughs> Marcia, you've known Brigetta probably the longest of us, of us all. What are you noticing about Brigetta working smarter? What I'm noticing about Brigetta working smarter is that she actually is not worrying half as much as she used to. Wow. That she's more relaxed with, hey, if I can't do it, that's okay. But I think that's a reflection of our whole group. We've learned to to just manage to enjoy the journey rather than force ourselves into something that we're not ready to do or we can't do. Bridetta is a trooper. She's not going to give up on something until she figures it out herself, until she tries to do it. What do you think, yeah. Bridetta? Well, I, that's what I'm wanting to do, but sometimes it backfires on me. <laughs> Little saying, and I've heard it before, I used to, when I woke up, I'd say, oh, Lord, it's morning. Now I try to say good morning, Lord. About 15 or 20 minutes after I get up, everything turns upside down. <laughs> so what do I say then? <laughs> Well, I think that's a perfect segue into my closing call to action. I mean, call to action this week as we prepare to shift out of one year and into a new year is respecting ourselves. When I asked you to respect yourself, what immediately popped for you? We'll go right down the line. David, Marsha, Rick, Cheryl, then Brigetta. David, when I asked you to respect yourself, not assuming that you're not respecting yourself, but just reminding you to respect yourself. What pops? Pops for me as what respect myself means is that I choose the feelings that feel the best mm. in one given moment to the next. Conscious of how I feel, and I consciously choose the better feeling thought in any given moment. Can you give me an example? Like, like right now. I could be talking to Soul Dancer, or I could be having some really, really good hot buttered popcorn. And <laughs> what's the better feeling thought? Uh-huh. Well, I'm good to know that I rank a little higher than hot buttered popcorn. This is good. I like it. <laughs> Just a catch. <laughs> a catch. Oh, that's good. That's good. And as soon as we're done, we're going to be here. <laughs> Marsha. Respecting yourself, what popped? What popped for me is that I myself more time for the things that I enjoy doing, and I am actually drinking more water and taking better care of myself, I believe. Respecting myself. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Cheryl, 
I think what popped for me with respect yourself was don't be so hard on myself. A lot of times I not have as high of opinion of something as others would. So that would be what I would say respect yourself to me encompassed. Nice. So cut yourself some slack is respecting yourself. I like it. I think for me it was taking care of the physical part of myself better. I always thought that I did. Then it goes to respecting myself to take care of the mental aspect and then the spiritual aspect to seek balance. So it's pretty simple. For respecting myself, I think it's like turning off the world sometimes, like most times. Because... Mm. It seems like a lot of times people are out of their damn mind. <laughs> no. They're not conscious. They're not even living. Most of the people I know are dead. They walk around living through their phones. We see the kids sitting there, and they have no respect for life itself. They don't even know where they are. And the primary part of it is to respect myself and respect and recognize the opportunity and the life that I've been given and not to piss it away. Here, here. Here, here. Ms. Brigetta, as you think about the concept of respecting yourself a little bit more, what popped for you? I know what I'm supposed to do to respect myself. It's just hard for me to put it into action. I mean, I know that out of all the people in the world, everybody's made different, and I'm very unique because nobody's just like me. And then I want to say, thank goodness. <laughs> I'm learning a lot. It's just I've got to put in practice what I'm learning, and sometimes I just don't know how to get started. I, well, tonight was better than any I think I've come across so far. It all is good. I enjoy it. I'm very grateful for the series because I enjoy getting together with everybody and hearing everybody's different perspectives on things and all of the good pointers that we've been covering to de-stress for the holidays. I know that it really helps me put up with all of these crazy drivers and everything. I, I uh-huh. just wait and be thankful that I have a car, that I am traveling to work, so I'll get there when I'm going to get there. So it's helping you keep the stress levels down. All right. Woohoo! Sweet. Yeah. Rick? We'll see what Rick came up with him. It's been one of my better holiday seasons. I've been able to interact with uh, all the jovial, jump up and down, Jesus is coming people. <laughs> and I, oh, that's what their thing is, right? I've been able to interact them with grace and with gratitude and with love, I've been able to use that as a teaching platform because that's what it should be. Nice. Uh, all visions of the world have not been able to teach compassion right. and, and love. I know that, that compassion is going to be taught through us. Right. Not through religion. You got it. And it, it, it separated everybody. So I've learned that. And so it's made me more joyous. So if I'm hearing you correctly, this series is helping you just let go. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. I like it. I like it. Absolutely, this series has helped me to reflect. I actually love the whole me that's coming out, even though there's a lot of things that 
I'm doing right now, I'm in my peace. I'm calm. I'm, I'm centered. So if the, if the Marsha of five years ago was looking at the Marsha of today, what would the Marsha of five years ago be thinking? Oh, my gosh. I'd be throwing the, the phone at the wall. <laughs> I'd be ditching and moaning about why am I having to do this. And Oh, yeah, it's completely different now. I am a completely changed Marsha. So much more calm and centered. Thank goodness. <laughs> now, where have we heard that calm and centered and peaceful before? Let me think. Let me think. Oh, oh, yeah. DHP. Oh, yeah. Put the popcorn down. Put the popcorn down. Ditto. Ditto, 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 ditto. I'm, it's, for me, there's just a ditto, a reflection from what Marsha and Rick have said tonight that's been just really a powerful experience for me. But that's been happening over this entire course for me. It's been a one reaffirmation after another and a strengthening. Just a, what I, I feel like I, a strengthening of inner peace. A strengthening of balance. Those are like my henchmen. <laughs> the peace and balance. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to more of that. <laughs> Woohoo! All right, that's it. I look forward to seeing you in class. Aloha. Are you suffering from worth decay? Here's how you know you might be suffering from worth decay. If you think or feel worthless because of your age, health, finances, or your looks, guess what? You're suffering from worth decay. For those who really want to end Worth Decay, you'll call and register to be part of our unique self-paced program. Call 312-268-0000 or visit PAY411, that's pay411.co, to learn more about this program. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.